Alright, what's up everybody? Jack Maloney here with Friendly Balance Hardwood Practice and Basketball Network. We're here doing our special season preview podcasts. I'm joined by my guy Chris Barnwell. We're about to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Who, you know, their offseason really was not too interesting um, from a player standpoint. You know, they they re-signed Enos Cantor on a ridiculous contract. Uh, they had to match the offer. I guess they didn't have to match the offer, but they decided to match the offer from the Blazers. Um, Kendrick Perkins is no longer around. Um, that's about that's about it in terms of players. Uh, they drafted Cameron Payne um, at the end of the lottery, and they finished 45 and 37 last year. Just missed out on the playoffs. Obviously, Durant was not healthy. Westbrook not healthy at stretches, but their biggest offseason acquisition was the new coach. They got rid of Scotty Brooks, who the internet has been calling for his job for for years. Um, they finally got rid of him, replaced him with Billy Donovan, um, who, you know, he had that extremely short-lived stint with the Magic, I believe, right? Um, <laughs> yes. And, Less than a week. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's back in the NBA. Um you know, incredible success in college with a lot of NBA guys, Horford, Joakim Noah. Um, you know, he's he's a really good coach. Is he going to be able to translate that to NBA success? Probably because you have Durant and Westbrook. I mean, you can't, like, it's tough to mess that up too bad. But uh, I guess what are your, you know, your thoughts on that, that hire? Do you like that, that um, decision to go to a college guy instead of a, a retread NBA coach? Well, I don't know if Billy Donovan was the right hire just because he might leave at any moment. I mean, day before the season starts, you know, he might have second thoughts. <laughs> want to go back to the Gators. <laughs> but in all seriousness, just, I really don't know how I feel about Billy Donovan just because I didn't think Scott Brooks was all that bad a coach. He's not. It's like, like people... I thought it was a massively overrated thing because they were really good they went to the Western Conference Finals all the time with him. Their offense was always great. Their defense was never terrible. And everyone was like, oh, well, they have Kevin Durant. Of course they were great. Well, Mike Brown had LeBron James in Cleveland. That didn't make a whole lot of difference. He didn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals every year. Um, like, good coaches don't get to the Conference Finals all the time. And, like, everyone criticizes his late-game strategy you know, drawing up plays, whatever, which I mean, it wasn't great. He, they didn't have, they didn't have a lot of success with that, other than, you know, Durant ice wing or Westbrook ice wing. But besides that, Scotty Brooks was pretty good. Like, there's a lot more that goes into coaching besides drawing up a play with three seconds left on the clock. You know, that's an incredibly small part of the job that might not even happen. You know, for like months at a time. But and I feel like he was massively over criticized for it when like tons of coaches don't even do that. <laughs> right. Um, but like he grew up with like all those guys Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, like him he kinda grew with them. Like that he was part of that core in a way. And that he started around the same time they did and grew on the job and a lot of coaching is managing personalities. And when you got a lot of star players like 
You had Harden earlier um, in his career. You have Ibaka, Durant, Westbrook. A lot of guys who are really good, who think they got they need touches, who are trying to get their money, their contracts, all while you're trying to win. And he, you know, by all accounts, you, you never know everything that goes on behind the scenes, but he did a tremendous job with that. And, you know, that's a big part of coaching that people overlooked and, you know, and take his late game you know, mistakes, um, lack, lack of success into account more so than than that. But I guess, you know, he's gone now. Billy Donovan's running the show. Um, I think, you know, he'll, he'll probably have a fairly successful season just because the Thunder are going to be successful. You know, you can't... Right, that's what, you know, it's... In a way, it's very simple with the Thunder. If Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka stay healthy, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league because those are, you know, Westbrook and Durant, you have two two top five, arguably top five players in all of basketball. It's, you know, it's never as simple as just roll the balls out, but when you have that much talent, you're going to win a lot of games no matter who your coach is. I guess the difference is, can Billy Donovan change it up enough in the playoffs to get them over the hump. Right. To get them past the Spurs, to get them past the Rockets, to get them past the Warriors. Like, can he do the things that we all criticize Brooks for mm-hmm. and make it just change up the offense enough and keep that defense at the level it was? And keeping the defense at the level it was will be very difficult considering they have Enos Cantor now. <laughs> he is so bad on defense. My God, it's kind of incredible. <laughs> like he's, he's probably like, literally one of the worst defenders in the league, like bottom five defensive players in all of basketball. You might be right. It's just, I he's, can't even figure out if he just doesn't try or if he's just that clueless. Yeah, I, I mean, I to be honest, I, you know, haven't like studied film extensively on Cantor. To know, to know what uh, what his specific deficiencies are, but I mean the dude is is a sieve. He, people score when he's on the court, um, and so you know they have. Let's just jump into that and talk about their front court rotation. They have Stephen Adams and and Mitch McGarry, two other young guys who, you know, they seem to be pretty high on. What do you think? You know, who should be getting that starting nod on opening night at that center position? Because obviously you're going, you know, Westbrook um, at the one. You probably go Waiters at the two, I guess. Um, we'll see how that goes. Durant at the three. Abaka at the four. You know, who gets that, that final fifth spot? Is it, it's probably not going to be McGarry, but is it Cantor or Adams? Who, who should they go with? I guess you gotta go with Cantor, just because if you're gonna pay the guy seventy, <laughs> might as well see how he's gonna work as a starter. And you have a Baca, you have a Baca next to him. Right. Baca's really good. So like, Baca's a great defender, so he can cover up some how bad Cantor is. Despite the fact that when he was on the floor last year, the whole Thunder had a defensive rating of 110 points per per 100 possessions, which is just incredibly bad. As a big man. Oh, bad. Wow. But anyways, um, yeah, you gotta at least try it. I don't know if it's gonna work, but you have to see how it's gonna work at this point. 
Yeah. I think that's and a... Plus, Adams is a good enough defender that he could pull up the uh, second unit a little. I think that's a, a fair and very good point in that, you know, there's... With Durant and Westbrook being back and healthy, you have, like, a safety net of, like, you're going to get to the playoffs. And so you you can, if you lose a few games early in the season trying to figure out your rotation, you'll live with that as, as, long, as, you, as long as you do figure it out. And if after a few weeks or a few months you realize, you know, this is just not working, Cantor can't be the starter anymore, you know, it's you're probably going to win a lot of those games anyway. So I don't think it's going to really affect them too much. Um, but yeah, your your point is a good one in that you sign him to a four-year, $70 million contract. You have to see if he can start. Because if he can't, that's going to be a huge problem. Even with the raise, even with the raising cap, just... Right. That is a lot of money to give... St- if, you, if you are not comfortable with him being in your starting lineup that I mean that's just a lot of money to be like essentially wasting in a way and I'm not usually a big fan of the well you're paying them so you have to play them thing which really just because they're paying them doesn't mean they have to play them but you have to at least try it yeah and I guess you know that's that's a big offer sheet to match and you know what you're getting into like you don't you don't sign that if you don't think there's at least a chance, right? Like they weren't signing that going like, uh, like here's our second big man off the bench. Like they had to think or at least have hope that he can be their starting their starting center down the line. You had to think that. I mean, otherwise you just let Portland take the Albatross contract and deal with it. Yeah, right. Um so then obviously they have Nick Collison, who, you know, he played 66 games last year, um, just sort of does his thing, is a nice nice little player, but getting towards the end of his career, um, wasn't entirely healthy at the end of last season. Um, Steve Novak is apparently still on the team, my boy Steve. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, it, I mean, I looked up their death chart a few hours ago, he was on it. I didn't know he was still in the NBA, but uh, that's good. That's good to see a, a Wisconsin guy. It's, it's good to see uh, to see Steve repping a uh, Brown Deer out in the out in the league. Um, what do we think about their depth? You know, we we talked about their their big man depth. What about you know at the other positions, the the wing, wing and point guard specifically, where you got. I mean, you know, you're running with waiters to start at the two. You know, Kevin Durant's going to hide a lot of the problems, but, you know, waiters, Morrow, Roberson, and Singler's, like, what? that's not that's not great. Kyle Singler might be okay. Yeah, I mean... I'm kind of okay with Singler, but yeah, waiters just... I don't think waiters is as bad as the internet likes to make him be, but he's not great. No, it's he's a guy like we kind of talked about this with Kemba Walker, where like the vines, like tell, like people rely on like the crazy vines of him like screaming for the ball from LeBron, um, or him just like chucking up air balls and whatever. 
more so. Yeah, I don't see why the, him wanting the ball when he's open is a bad thing. Like, you should be calling for the ball. You're open. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, right, it, it's funny, but, like, people just, like, that's the only opinion or, like, knowledge they have of Waiter. And, like, I mean, he's not great. Like, he's he is not no, a he's great. Not, like, he's a very not good NBA player. <laughs> but it's like. Even, for a, even when you ignore the draft positioning, like, he's still not all that great. No. Um, but yeah, as long as, as long as he doesn't somehow hijack the offense too much, you know, Westbrook and Durant are going to have the ball in their hands most of the time. Like, I feel like it won't really be that big of a deal. If he can just spot up and, and knock down a few shots from the outside once in a while, maybe, you know, run the second unit, I guess, if you're giving Westbrook and Durant a break, you know, Waiters can be the ball dominant guy, but I, I don't think he's going to really negatively impact their team. You know, he's not bringing a ton to the table, but, you know, they're, they're not going to be that much worse off because they have, have Dion Waiters. Man, just looking at this roster, though, like, it's really Durant, Westbrook, and Ibaka, and a whole lot of... Yeah. It, like, yeah. Just, Adams is good, Collison's a little too old to matter at this point, Morrow's an okay spot-up shooter. Um... I guess DJ Augustine's okay when he's off the bench. He's shown that the past couple of years, but finding a finding a decent eight man rotation out of this is going to be really tough. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it just you kind of read through it, and it's a lot of, a lot of guys who are just like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, he's not terrible, but you don't really. That's sort of the extent of uh, your emotions when seeing their name. Like I, I do like Singler. I think Kyle Singler's pretty underrated. He's a nice role player. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, how Cameron Payne develops. Um, you know, obviously they took him up uh, at the end of the lottery. Kind of surprising to people. Um, I don't know that he's going to really play all that much with Westbrook. Um, you know, he might be something to watch for the future, depending on he de- how he develops. But like we kind of said already, it's it's pretty simple for the Thunder. You know, Westbrook, Durant, and Ibaka stay healthy. They're right back where they were a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, maybe. The West... They are really good, but is the West better than they are now? Yeah. I don't... Like, I think... Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard and James Harden in Houston, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, that dominant Golden State team. Like, we might be seeing the end of the Thunder. I feel like people are forgetting how good Durant is. No, I'm not. Durant's the second best player in the NBA. It's just I don't know if his help is enough. Like I watched Dwight Howard when he was the one of the second or third best player in the NBA in Orlando, and just when the help's not enough, it matters. I mean that's. I still think they're. I still think they're one of the three or four best teams in the Western Conference. I I don't know that they have enough to get I over the. Like top four seed, just I don't know if they can get to the conference finals again. Yeah, it's just the Western Conference playoffs are a gauntlet, and every year you don't like no one really knows anything going into those playoffs. It's it's like you have four or five really really good teams who could all who could all go, and you know whoever plays the best for those series. But I think the Thunder, like the Thunder, will be there in the end. Um, 
I'm not worried about them. I'm, they're going to be right, right back where they were. But um, you have any anything else to say about Oklahoma City? I'm really excited to watch Duran again, just because not getting to see him as much as we did last year was really disappointing. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, because like you said about him, a lot of people kind of forgot that he's like the second best player in the NBA. Yeah, he is so he's so good. He's just unbelievable offensively. He uses. There's not a single spot on the floor that he will, that if he shoots from, you will feel uncomfortable about it. No. And no. I'm also really excited to watch Russell Westbrook dunk so hard that the entire building shakes. <laughs> like it's like all of the anger that he's ever had in his life is just <laughs> being taken out on the rim. He's, yeah, I love Russ. I'm I'm team let Westbrook be Westbrook. All the haters out there. <laughs> Alright. Well, that's a wrap on the Thunder. They should be in for a pretty good season uh, with their health, as long as everyone stays healthy. The Rams back. Westbrook is Westbrook. Serge Ibaka, great defender. Has has the range now. He's, he's out shooting threes. Um, you know, Enos Cantor and Dion Waiters are are an interesting duo to round out that starting five, but it should be a really fun year in Oklahoma City, and uh, I'm certainly excited to watch it. So here's our boy DJ Las Latino playing us out. We'll catch you guys later.